0: Don Crawford Jr. Here's Michael and Don. I faced it all and I stood tall and did it my
1: way. Hello, and once again, welcome to another Estate Planning Essentials program incessantly committed to protecting your family, your assets, and you. And I'm virtually sitting with Dallas Elder Law Attorney, my attorney who should be your attorney Michael Cohen. Hello Michael.
2: Hello Don, how you doing?
1: Well, I'm good. I am um, finally caught my breath after the Alzheimer's walk and uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about that first and thank the audience for participating in their own unique way because it wasn't a mass gathering like it usually is each year.
2: No, it wasn't. It was a virtual walk and I don't know uh, uh, it, that's something unusual but you could actually see people or talk to people from all over the world uh, it really wouldn't matter where you are. You could walk from any place, and it wouldn't uh, matter. Mm-hmm. So the uh, it's a it was a different idea, a different plan, and mm-hmm. and you could even hear cheering as you go along. It was right. It, it was very unique, uh, very different uh, than any other experience. It wasn't a mass gathering, and uh, of course, it's always a good thing to help out on a cause that. Um, Uh, you know, hurt so many people and it's such a terrible disease, so we will feel feel very fortunate. Uh, Thank you for, thanks again to KWAM for all its support and and you individually, and we really appreciate uh, all you've helped uh, to help end and find a cure for Alzheimer's. We appreciate it.
1: Yeah, you're very welcome. Um, I love the cause. I love participating. I love supporting. I love giving. So does the radio station and what I've learned over the years, it's plain as day to me, and I look at the two almost equally. I don't know which one should get more attention, whether it's the victim of the disease or the caregivers, but it's been made clear to me by many people, including especially you, that those caregivers also need support and attention and financial assistance.
2: Yeah, no, uh, yeah, but I hope that we find in our lifetime a cure so yeah. that they will Maybe we'll see the first survivor. Uh, And I think they're making progress. And um, each, you know, everything, you know, it's just like one step at a time. And just like we had on the walk, and we're Mm -hmm. also making one step at a time, getting closer to finding a cure for the disease. Great. I love that mantra. That's perfectly said.
1: Um, Today, Michael, uh, the hot topic of the week or month you mentioned before the program is that there are many attorneys out there, uh, who are asking a lot about transfer-on-death deeds and ladybird deeds these days. And first of all, could you tell us why that's happening and perhaps what the difference is between those?
2: Yeah. Yeah, so there's lots of different types of deeds, and mm-hmm. maybe I should explain that first and sure. then tell about why people do these things and uh, when it's beneficial. And sometimes it's beneficial to do one versus another. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually had a case... Uh, where this week, which made me think about it, uh, where uh, I did something that I don't usually do, and it was because that's something that's all, what you can do on one type of deed that you can't do on another type of right. deed, for example. So, um, first of all, let's kind of just explain what different types of deeds are. So, for example, you could have a, what most people think of when they buy their home or whatever, they get a general warranty deed, general mm-hmm. warranty deed. General warranty deed means that they, so when the title company insures, it goes from, you know, we're not from all going back uh, to probably the Texas land grant. So if you had, let's say that you had a, an easement on your property. So let's say that there was a pipe that was going uh, underneath part of your property, a pipeline that went right through the middle of your home, which is underneath, and that somebody, the city had a right to dig under it for some reason. Well, or under your pool or an electric line or whatever it may be. If you had a general warranty deed and it was not accepted from the title policy, then they would have to, uh, the insurance company would have to pay because there was a general warranty deed, a general warranty deed. Now, if on the other hand, you had what's called a special warranty deed, you only insure for what you had. So, um, if the pipeline uh, had been on the property and, uh, and now you're – before you uh, bought it and then you um, uh, uh, sold it with a special warranty deed, then there would not be liability uh, for – because there was only as to the – what you how you uh, – uh, if it was done before, it's only as to what – during your time that you own the property. So uh, a special warranty deed uh, only gives what you have uh, that when, when during your ownership. So okay. sometimes you do a special warranty deed. Now, okay. a lot of times people hear about, in, in, which are much more popular in a lot of states, there are what's called quit-claim deeds, not recommended generally. Uh, they're usually used in other states, but title companies do not like it because there's no warranty. There's no warranty of title, so they don't like to insure... Uh, when there's no warranty. Um, Sometimes, let's say, you have, uh, well, let's say it was a second marriage and there was no, uh, there was a, the property was going to go by heirship to the, you know, to, let's say, a a spouse or whatever, Mm -hmm. and so uh, they may want to use quick claim deeds because they don't want to make any warranties uh, to the children, to the spouse or something the surviving Mm -hmm. spouse. They may use it then, but a lot of title companies would not even, uh, recognized quit-claim deeds in Texas. In mm-hmm. other states, they they use them more often. But getting to our topic of transfer on death deeds versus ladybird deeds, so that kind of gives you an idea about warranties um, or lack thereof. Mm-hmm. Uh, a transfer on death deed lacks those warranties where a ladybird deed does give warranties. Mm-hmm. And, it's just, and so uh, from a title company perspective, they would love it because they don't have to insure uh, the warranties. They may mm-hmm. uh, so you know so they would prefer a transfer on death deed, which is statutory, versus a enhanced life estate deed, which is a ladybird deed, mm-hmm. um, which is the where you retain control on both these type of deeds. You retain control of the property until you die. So why would you use this for various reasons? Um, the most popular reason is to avoid probate. Hmm. The reason for a transfer on death deeds came into existence was that so often there were people that uh, didn't do anything. I had somebody in this week who, they, they had property in the Valley, and they just made an oral agreement between the families. Okay, this is your property and it was inherited, and it's been this way for a hundred years, and yeah. um, uh, or something like that. And they never had, and, and all those people have now died. Uh, and 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 now, how are they going to sell the property? They're going to have the pro, oh, because the property was owned by three different children, but only one of them was using it out of that three, and that means and of course all those of that generation have died so now you have to go down the line to all the other children or grandchildren of those people and it's just uh, it's just a, it's a tidal nightmare so to avoid tidal nightmares because a lot of people don't have wills mm-hmm. this is the problem you know mm-hmm. over half the you know population doesn't have a will right. even in covid-19 days probably sure. which is is a problem in and of itself so the state legislature uh, about five years ago, said, "Well, we're going to make it easier for you to transfer, most typically, your homestead, by having this simple deed mm-hmm. that says, upon your death, it goes to. You could say where your property goes to without mm-hmm. having to go through uh, intestacy. That means when you uh, don't have a will, mm-hmm. uh, it could just it's just a simple document that says, on my death, the property goes to whomever. You're still in control. You could change your mind." You could always revoke it. You could always... Um, so it's nothing's changed from a tax perspective. It's still your homestead. If you had a homestead, uh, it still might be recorded. Um, you have to have mental capacity to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the same thing is applicable for a ladybird deed, except a, you could always change your mind. However, you... Uh, it may have. Sometimes we do a new deed. You could always. It's still yours. It's still. Uh, if you had a homestead, you still get the homestead exemption and or, or whatever other exemptions you may get. Uh, you still uh, can sell the property without the consent of others, or at least you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. I should mention that some title companies want the the ones who are the beneficiaries at death to sign off on the deed as well, mm-hmm. whereas they don't do that on a transfer on death deed. Uh, but either way, you could, under law, you're supposed to be able to, uh, it's not binding. It's not Mm -hmm. binding. You could always change your mind. So you you avoid probate. Uh, Probate is the process of saying a will is good, or if you don't have a will, uh, if you had to go through, it's called an heirship determination, uh, when you have intestacy without a will. So here, you could avoid the courts, you could avoid the attorneys, and uh, one of the other benefits is if that person who was the one who owned the home uh were on public benefits. Mm-hmm. If a home doesn't count for Medicaid, if you're single, up to five hundred ninety five thousand in year twenty twenty. Uh and if you're married, no limit. But the the state even though the house doesn't count as a resource, the government has a right to make a claim against that home. After your death, if you have a will, mm. And so here's a situation where it wouldn't go by will. And uh, the other thing is, since you're in total control, normally if you make a transfer, if you give away an asset, Medicaid says, "Oh, um, you gave away asset you did on purpose to get eligible for Medicaid." But what did I say before? You're still in control, so you didn't Mm -hmm. give it away. You you can always change your mind. So you haven't given it away, so there's no transfer penalty. So here everything remains the same. It just makes it easier for your heirs to inherit upon your death. It doesn't have to be for Medicaid reasons. You could just do it to avoid probate. Mm -hmm. So then the question becomes, which one should I use? Well, it depends. Um, I had a situation this week where there were four children. And the, um, I think the will said that um, uh, the property is go to one of the four children, and if not, um, it's to go to the second daughter. Now, with a transfer on death deed, you could say who your contingent beneficiaries are. Mm-hmm. So this person well, say, well, I have a will. Why should I, why should I do that now? Well, because, first of all, the the parent is now on Medicaid. And since they're on Medicaid, if I want to save that home from the claim of the state, because remember, the state has a right to make a claim to the extent that they paid out that nursing home care cost or caregiver cost at home and drugs, whatever the government paid out, they have a right to come back and get back their money that they paid. However, since under Texas law, if it doesn't go by, uh, intestacy, or, or without a will, or if it goes by will, uh, then they have a right to make a claim. But if in this case, it goes by deed, not by will or intestacy. And so, therefore, it avoids the claim of the state. In mm-hmm. this case, the the amount of the claim was $400,000. They've been paying uh, for uh, mom for for years, since, uh, and so it was a large amount. So, to, this way, you save the home for mm-hmm. your family. Which is what you said at the very beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. How do we protect our family? And so this way, in this case, we use a transfer on death deed. Although normally we use a ladybird deed uh, because of warranties. Uh, the uh, ladybird deed, which we'll get into, I guess, in a minute, um, has warranties. You could do that general warranty if you want, mm-hmm. uh, or a special warranty deed uh, to to have more uh, to make it easier to sell. Right. And that's where we'll we'll
1: pause for a second here and and once again regale the audience with general warranty deeds, special warranty deeds, quick claim deeds, transfer bond death deeds, ladybird deeds. There's a lot of deeds out there. And the last deed you want to engage in is to do it yourself. The deed you want to do is to attend Michael's next workshop so you can see for yourself what I've been talking about for years and years and what Michael's been doing for 25-plus years I've lost track. He may have, too. And that is, by doing so, um, by attending his workshop, you'll better understand exactly his expertise. You'll realize how committed he is and self-educated he constantly is. And uh, you'll realize that uh, he should at least review your estate plan. And that next virtual workshop, which means online, not in person, is Tuesday, October the 27th at 1 o'clock. And Michael's going to tell you that, like he does every program, you're allowed to attend for free. There's no charge. and you get to ask anything you want about estate planning or government
2: assistance. Is that right, Mike? Yeah, anything. You know, it could be about wills. It could be about trust. It could be about veterans' benefits. It could be about probate. It could be about uh, Medicaid, like we're talking about today, or in this case about real estate. And by the way, you forgot to mention 1D. You did mention the... the um, warranty deed, general warranty mm-hmm. deed. You mentioned the special warranty deed. You mm-hmm. mentioned the transfer on debt deed. You mentioned mm-hmm. the quick claim deed. You mentioned mm-hmm. labor deed. We forgot to mention the deed that KAAM did by being a participant with the Alzheimer's Walk. And that, was a, <laughs> that was a good deed. <laughs> okay, a good deed. Here it is.
1: Alrighty, well, we did our part. I'm glad to know that. <laughs> and uh, we want them to attend this workshop to
2: do the right deed on their part. Yeah, and and if you do, I think it'll be um, uh, – you'll like it, indeed. (laughs) (laughs) And and all you have to do is call 214-720-0102, 720-0102, that's 214-720-0102, or sign up online at DallasElderLawyer.com, and we'll just answer whatever questions that are on your mind to protect your loved ones uh, and yourself, should you become disabled or pass. Uh, to protect things the way you want under your terms and conditions while you retain control, uh, or whatever other assets or, 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 or assets or questions that you have to ask questions about, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, we will try to address those different issues. We never know what people are going to ask. Right. Uh, and so every workshop is different. It's two hours, it's, it's virtual, it's very simple. We give you, we make it very simple. All you have to do is click, and uh, and then and you're on, and you can, it's just like you're live uh on um, anything uh like watching tv <laughs> you
1: know you know i appreciate that and you, you made me think of something that i know maybe in my subconscious but um let me just verbalize it and say that you know there uh, maybe i'm wrong but my best friends uh, three three of the five two of the you know, three of the five are attorneys Two in florida one in new york and um i've learned from them in their own uh creative way, even though I've known them when they were 10 years old or 15 years old, um, all the way until today, which they're 55 and successful attorneys. One's a judge, and um, one's a personal injury attorney, one's a criminal attorney. and um, But at the same time, they're very guarded, like attorneys need to be to be safe so they don't give the wrong advice, make a mistake, et cetera. And I realized that. So there's no better way for someone, in my opinion, to prove themselves than to hold a workshop where you face a firing squad of people whether it's online or whether it's in person like you have for so many years and you answer questions to the best of your knowledge where you'll say I don't know which is very rare but you get to really prove your expertise in person live without reading without saying I don't know and then it demonstrates to them why they too should have you review their estate plan or their government assistance in that ensuing vision meeting
2: yeah, we. You should, I'm glad you mentioned the vision meeting because that's also free. All you have to do is if you go to the workshop, mm-hmm. then we give a free one-on-one vision meeting where we can look at your individual situation if your questions were not fully answered. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's without obligation. So it's three free hours uh, without any kind of obligation just to right. see what your story is and see if you could protect your assets in a way, or I say protect your family, I should say, in a way that's best for you or at least let you know what those options may be. Perfect. And you can do that online. Uh, you can have all the meet both
1: meetings online um, or you can have uh, at least a vision meeting in person. Is that right, Mike? Yeah, we give people okay. the option, you know, whatever whatever they feel comfortable with. Great. Well go to DallasElderLawyer.com, dot com, Dallas, Elder E L D E R Lawyer com to sign up for the next work this Tuesday, October the twenty seventh at one o'clock. So, Michael, um, which one do we use? Transfer on death, Lady I'm
2: confused. Okay. Well, it depends on the situation. The Personally, I like Lady Bird deeds more often, generally, because they have the warranty. Yeah, have a warranty as to title. Uh, and uh, so uh, if you're a buyer, you're going to want warranties uh, going back, at least for the, having a special warranty deed. So you could have a special warranty deed, Lady Bird deed. Or you can have a general warranty deed, which is a ladybird deed by general warranty. Remember, going back through time or just how you acquired it. So uh, a title company probably prefers not having warranties uh, so they don't have uh, liability. Uh, Hmm. But but usually, um, you know, in in the situation we had earlier this week uh, where we said, oh, uh, we had a contingent beneficiary, uh, like the remember we talked about the one child was a beneficiary and then you can name an alternate on a uh transfer on death deed. So in right. that situation we used a transfer on death deed. However there there's some problems with the transfer on death deed. Mm-hmm. Uh, there there's not only the warranty thing, but also if you if you're if you let's say you're married uh and you got um uh and and you both die within Uh, or if the beneficiary even dies within 120 hours, the deed's not effective. Wow. Uh, Yeah. And whereas the, where it's not that way with a Lady Bird deed, Mm the, uh, if you, if you do get a divorce, by the way, on the, um, and you named your spouse, let's say, is the beneficiary of the transfer on death deed, that cuts them out as a matter of law. Mm -hmm. So that's, I guess that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you do a, um uh if you do a ladybird deed and you wanted to have a contingency uh, – contingent beneficiary, we would probably have to go, uh, say, okay, to a trust, and then the trust would have beneficiaries. Uh, so it's a little mm-hmm. bit more cumbersome in that respect. But uh, – and by the way, with the transfer on death deed, you better not – if you don't record it before you die – and it doesn't work either. You have to mm-hmm. record it before you die. So, uh, And um, the so the beneficiary has to survive for 120 hours. I mean, what if you're in a car accident with the, whoever the beneficiary is? So that could be a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other problem with the transfer on death deed is a lot of times they're concerned about credit issues. So they may not issue good title, especially if it's not your homestead. Remember, this doesn't have to be your homestead. You could do this on any property if you want to avoid right. problems. Probate on any property, you have a deed on each property that says this goes to whomever. If Mm -hmm. you have a transfer on death deed because they're concerned about creditor issues, they may not issue a good title, a title policy for at least two years. So if you're trying to sell the property immediately after somebody passes, then um, a transfer on death deed may not be your answer, Mm -hmm. whereas a ladybird deed would be uh, more of an answer. And the other problem is a lot of times, let's say, that somebody, let's say somebody's in a nursing home and they lack mental capacity, but they have a power of attorney that gives the ability to create a Lady Bird deed, and you want to save the home from the claim of the state. Mm. If the power of attorney has the right language, and I'll tell you about that in just a second, then you could use the power of attorney to protect the home from the claim of the state. Mm. You cannot use a power of attorney to create a transfer on death deed, or to revoke a pr- transfer on death deed. With wow. a transfer on death deed, you could always revoke it by doing a new deed, or by changing and do a signing a revocation. But if you lack mental capacity, there, that cuts out the transfer on death deed. You can't do it. So, so the ladybird is
1: non-binding, though, too. Correct.
2: Right. Right. You could always <laughs> change your mind. Okay. Uh, sometimes, sometimes title companies want to be on the safe side. Let's say you want to. Um, sell the property to somebody else. Some title companies want the grantees, the ones who were supposed to receive it, to sign mm-hmm. off as well, mm-hmm. but that usually just go to a different title company because the document itself says, I could do whatever I want. If I want to change my mind, I do not have to get the consent of the grantees, the ones who are the ones to receive it. Uh, there was a court case in East Texas where the somebody who was the beneficiary or a grantee of a, a Lady Bird deed, Sued because the grand tour, who's now deceased, uh, had get, sold the property to somebody else. They said, "What are you mm. doing? Why did mm. you? You can't do that." And the court said, "No, you could. He could do that." Oh. And uh, so, with the, you, you could always sell the property. And usually, the Lady Bird deed, the enhanced life estate deed, I retain control. For my life. When I say enhance, it's not just that well, I have the right to live there for my life, that mm-hmm. I can sell the property without the consent of anybody else. I could mortgage the property without the consent of anybody else. I could lease the property and get the proceeds without the consent of anybody else. I could change my mind on who my beneficiaries are. That's what's different between a deed of, with reservation of life estate. Mm-hmm. and an enhanced life estate deed which is a lady bird deed so now we've talked about two different types of life estate deeds mm-hmm. there's all sorts of different types of life estate deeds as well so um so anyway with the you could always do whatever you want uh, on any and that means it's it's since you're always in control that means you still get the same different tax advantages so mm-hmm. if you're over 65 and homestead that doesn't change if the, mm-hmm. if you if you kept the property until you die uh, then you get the step up in basis unless they change the laws. Uh, uh you know, uh, the, so in other words, if you bought a piece of property that was worth a hundred thousand, it's worth three hundred thousand at the time that you die and you kept it, uh, that property, then you would not pay, when your heirs sell the property, let's say at three hundred thousand, they would not pay capital gains tax on that two hundred thousand dollar appreciation. Uh, whether it be with a transfer on death deed or a Lady Bird deed, uh, mm. because you retain control until you die. Now of course, that law could change. There's been talk mm. about that uh, with, the, with the election, but um, just coming around the corner. But uh, whether that will happen, I don't think that will actually happen, by the way. Um, but uh, you, you still have – the bottom line is you still have all the different advantages that you would otherwise have. Nothing's changed because you t- retain total control. Uh, It should be mentioned, however, on – if you have a power of attorney, then you should say something about – it's a little bit different than a statutory durable power of attorney. A lot of times people think, I have a power of attorney, attorney," which means that I think it's good for everything. Mm -hmm. How many times – if I had a nickel for every time anybody said that Mm -hmm. – the the bottom line is you need to have some other provisions like the ability to deed to yourself. If you're the mm-hmm. grant if you're the agent of the power of attorney, uh, so there was a case that I saw this week, it wasn't anything that I had done, but somebody an attorney I saw had raised the question that I saw and sent an email. They had a used a power of attorney, and the person deeded it to themselves. And so the title company wouldn't ensure – It wasn't a problem with the state, but it was a problem with the title company. They said, "No, you can't make gifts because the way the power of attorney was written." Oh. So, yeah. So if you don't say that you have the ability to make transfers to your agent, then there's a problem. Or in fact, you even want to say that you have the ability to create a ladybird deed at a later date. So most people, from an elder law attorney's perspective, most people don't have adequate powers of attorney, especially if they have a home.
1: Well, so we that answers you- that answers all of that, then. Um, unfortunately, as fast as you went, we're out of time already, which leaves a lot of questions. I have a few more, but I can, I'll have to ask you offline. But, ladies and gentlemen, you know how complicated this is already, general warranty, special warranty, quick claim deeds, um, ladybird deeds, transfer on death, you name it. Um, I think you may have questions, too, as a result of this excellent and very educational program. Attend Michael's next workshop to get those questions answered. That is on Tuesday, October the 27th at 1 o'clock. It's a virtual, online, not-in-person workshop. Go to DallasElderLawyer.com, DallasElderLawyer.com. Google Michael Cohen, C-O-H-E-N, Dallas Attorney. He'll come up that way, too. Or dial 214 720 10 7200102 our Dallas elder law attorney
2: Michael Cohen thank you sir thank you don and thank you for your good deed
0: That's 214-720-0102. A talk show host on 770-KAAM for six years, Michael Cohen is the person you want to evaluate and complete what could currently be a deficient estate plan. Make sure it is done your way and sign up for his next workshop today.